You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Nathan Sather, and I'm your host this morning. We've had an excellent show joining you from the Fargo studios, and we are just so thankful to God for all of you who are listening. Uh, We're being joined in this segment by a very special guest. Uh, We have Bishop Andrew Cousins, who is the Bishop of the Diocese of Crookston. And for me, I've been guest hosting Real Presence Radio on and off once every quarter or so for about 10 years now. And I've certainly interviewed many of the bishops in our listening area, but I've never had one in studio, so I won't lie. The, I'm a little nervous. i got to be on my P's and Q's with all of my, uh, my actions here in my nonverbal language as well. Uh, but Bishop uh, Cousins, thank you for joining us here, Your Excellency. Thank you, Nathan. It's a delight to be with you and a delight to see the studios for the first time. A real oh. gift. Did you get a chance to walk around with Mark a little bit? Or? Got a chance, got a nice tour, got to meet some of the wonderful staff. So it's a, it's a beautiful place. The staff is way better than the hosts. Just so you know, once once you go into the, the studio here, it, the holiness factor just uh, denigrates uh, very, very quickly. But the staff here is tremendous. And being here in the Meadowlark building compared to Moorhead, you know, this, this number of stations has grown. The amount that we ask the staff to do has, has increased uh, as well. And so it's, it's almost, for me, like a family reunion, being able to come back and check in with people. Uh, the folks here are absolutely tremendous. It's a real blessing. And the support that we get from our listeners to have the staff was very, very appreciative. Our listeners do a great job of supporting the radio station, Your Excellency. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about the Chrism Mass. I understand you celebrated yours in your diocese yesterday. Is that correct? Yes, my first official chrism mass i've been a bishop for eight years but i was always an auxiliary bishop and so i never got to actually celebrate the mass and consecrate the chrism that's always the job of the ordinary or the the one who's in charge of the diocese so it was a very special experience for me last night to be able to do that for the first time and and what what is a chrism mass for one and what is the purpose and intent behind the actions that are done there your excellency yeah it's a beautiful ceremony if you've never been you need to go um but the chrism mass is where we consecrate the sacred oils that we use in the church throughout the year. And it's one of the things only a bishop can do. Only a bishop can consecrate chrism. He can ordain priests, he can consecrate an altar, he can consecrate chrism. And we use chrism, which is our most sacred of the oils, at the most sacred moments. So we use it for baptism. At the end of, at the end of baptism, we anoint the child or the adult's head with chrism as a sign that they are now anointed like Christ was anointed and a sign of sealing the graces of baptism. We also use chrism for the sacrament of confirmation with all of our young people. And so that, uh, that confirmation uh, is where they receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so the chrism is actually part of the matter of the sacrament of confirmation. And the, uh, uh, the third place we use chrism is for the consecration of the hands of a priest or the head of a bishop. So it's used in every ordination. Uh, in the priest, in the ordination, it's placed on the, the palms of the hands and it's, it's spread all over the hands as a sign that the hands of the priest are consecrated because he can now consecrate the body and blood of Jesus and forgive sins with those hands. And then the bishop is actually, it's poured over his head. In fact, I remember it running down my back when I was uh, ordained a bishop. And it's really the sign of the fact that 
The bishop represents Christ the high priest who was the anointed one. And the other place we use chrism is in the consecration of an altar. So we spread it all over the top of the altar when we consecrate an altar uh, to be used uh, in, a, in a church. So it's the most sacred oil that we have, and only a bishop can do that. A priest can consecrate the oil of the catechumens and the oil of the sick in an emergency. We always do it at the chrism mass as well, you know. Um, but really, it, it's, a, it's a very important ceremony and very linked to the priesthood as well. Um, because the priests are the ones who use these oils, right? And they're, they're sort of the tools of the trade for the priest. And so um, it's at the Chrism Mass, uh, which is always done in some relationship to Holy Thursday, uh, either on the day or near that day. And it's at the Chrism Mass that the priests come together every year around their bishop to renew their vows. Um, and we really, at the Chrism Mass, we give thanks to God for the gift that the priesthood is to the church, which is really a way of saying, we give thanks for the sacraments, right? Because it's through the, the priests that the sacraments come to us. And it's through um, the sacraments that Christ comes so intimately close to us, you know? Sometimes people think, you know, well, the priest is a mediator between me and God. That puts distance between me and God. But, you know, actually, it, God comes closer to us because we have sacraments than he could come in any other way. The priest is a bridge, not a wall, right? Yeah. It, the bridge allows us to go to God. And that's what the priesthood does. So it's a really a beautiful celebration of all these things, you know, the gift of the Holy Spirit that comes through the sacraments and the gift of the priesthood. One of the things I enjoy and, and was really drawn to Catholicism in my own journey was just the meaning and purpose behind so many different things. And so I'm curious, Your Excellency, like in previous generations, it would not have been as easy to travel and whatnot to bring all the priests together. So when... When did this time of, of having the priests come together with the bishop for the chrism mass to renew their vows, is that more recent? Is that a long ancient tradition? Where did that come from? No, it is an ancient tradition. It was one of the times when the bishop would gather his priests uh, in the year. He would always gather them around the holiest of weeks. And especially because during uh, the Easter Triduum, we celebrate all the sacraments of initiation. And so that's when you need these oils, right? And so uh, that was the point was you renew these oils sometime, you know, before Holy Week. Often in dioceses where they could, they would do it on Holy Thursday itself um, in the morning, you know. But it was always a, a, a time to try to gather together the priests for the renewal of their priesthood and for the, the blessing of these oils, which only the bishop can do. And then, of course, the priests, they take them with them. They did this last night in Crookston, right? They, they get their oils before they go because they're going to need them this weekend. And, um, and so it becomes a, a kind of a way of showing the connection of the ministry between the priests and the bishop. Um, the bishop does this, and then the priests kind of carry that ministry out across the diocese. So as, as a priest, how important was that for you, or, or what, what meaning and, and purpose did you have as a priest coming here with your fellow priests and, and doing those vows? I, I love watching it here in Fargo when you see all the priests gather in, and they just keep coming and coming. Like, I can't imagine what that must feel like for them. Yeah, it's a beautiful opportunity for us as priests um, just to first to be together, and we always use it as a time for spiritual renewal, so... Um, oftentimes, you know, for example, yesterday we had a holy hour together as the priests and I gave a little conference during that holy hour and then we had a nice dinner together. And, and then we went to celebrate the chrism mass with faithful from all over the diocese. And so it's, it's really a beautiful moment for the faithful to give thanks to God for their priests and for the priests to come together with their bishop and to be renewed and seeing each other and strengthened 
through some uh, through the spiritual work of the Chrism Mass. So I know, as a priest, I always looked forward to that renewal of my promises um, because it was a strengthening thing for me. But also, I look forward just to the chance to be together because priests, you know, we're we're with the people, and so we're out there all the time. Yeah. With the people and in a diocese like Crookston, they're spread out and they don't get to see each other very often. So it's a great thing when we can come together and remember who we are together um, and then, you know, go forth from that. Of course, priests, when they get together, they tell stories of seminary because that's the last time they were together. You know? <laughs> so we all, we all have our stories and, and the, the beautiful personalities that come out and that you saw some of that as we were gathered together in the good humor last night. Yeah, I remember one year, I don't remember which child of mine it was, but for whatever reason, Dad had to take them downstairs to the bathroom right before Mass was beginning. And I was, I won't say surprised, but it was so cool to kind of watch them as the the line to do the procession in went down from the, the main floor of the cathedral down into the basement where the bathrooms were. And just the hugging, the smiles, the... I'll, I'll call it bro handshakes. I don't mm-hmm. know if that, that's not a theological term. But I'd never seen that because, like you said, you see your parish priest. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe your parish has an associate pastor or whatnot, but you don't see this large gathering of people. And to see their joy in seeing each other, like, wow, like there's an element to the priesthood that I'm just not aware of as a layperson in a parish. Coming to a Mass like this does open up your eyes as a layperson to just what it is our church actually is. Yeah, in the church, there are two places we speak about a sacramental bond. One of them is in marriage. There's a sacramental bond. The other is between priests. And that's why at an ordination, all the priests lay hands on the head of the newly ordained priest because he's entering into that sacramental brotherhood. And it's a real bond sacramentally that binds all the priests together in the one priesthood of Christ. And that gets expressed in, in, in fraternal love and fraternal struggle and all that goes with that. But you're right. Um, it's a great gift for priests to be able to be together as brothers, and it's meant to be a real strengthening thing. Uh, so to, to have that opportunity to be together and to laugh together and uh, to cry together and to share together is really an important thing for, uh, for our priests. And it's beautiful when the whole presbyterate is able to gather, which only happens a few times a year at the Chrism Mass, at ordinations, um, maybe at a, at a retreat or at a day of recollection, you know, but really a beautiful opportunity. Yeah, I, and I, I guess I've never really considered um, that sacramental bond. That's the first time that I've heard that among priests. It makes perfect sense. Again, there's so much meaning in our church. Like you can't you can't dig out all the all the good nuggets, so to speak, because our our faith is uh, definitely so deep. But I asked you a little bit about being there as a priest. Now as a bishop, not just blessing the oils, but now you're the main shepherd for this sacramental bond of your priest. What is it like from that perspective, Your Excellency? You know, there's a line in the Chrism Mass that really struck me last night because the first time I said it as the diocesan bishop. And when you ask the priest to renew your vows, you call them beloved sons, my beloved sons. And uh, that was a, that's a new experience when you're a diocesan bishop. Like, I'm a father to this family, and in some ways these are my brothers, and in some ways they're my coworkers, but in some ways they're also my sons. And so it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to share kind of spiritual renewal with them and to do my best to kind of serve them as a good father would serve his sons. Mm, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. We got about 40 seconds left here. So um, any other little comments before we go to the break on the Chrism Mass and what, what well, it means to you, Your Excellency? The other joy was just having all of the people together and seeing the families from all over the diocese and seeing people come from far away. It's just so inspiring to see the way that they want to be part of this central celebration in their church and want to show their love for their priests 
and also uh, be together as a diocese to celebrate this moment in the life of the church. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite Masses of the year. My favorite is the Easter Vigil, Chrism Masses number two. And if you are in Fargo, you've got 15 minutes to get to the cathedral to go. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Real Presence Live across the Real Presence Radio Network. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. We have all lost someone to the reality of death, some more tragic than others. I'm Father Chris Alar. While grieving is a natural process, it helps if you know how to navigate your way through it. As my friend Sammy Wood says, you can never get over a tragic loss, but you can get through it. Come to know the stages of grief, which are acute, integrated, and complicated grief. Seek help whenever needed, either from a friend or especially from medical professionals. There is no shame in asking for help. Remember, Jesus accepted the help of his followers while bearing the weight of the cross on his way to Calvary. Don't go it alone. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Nathan Sather. I'm your host today, joining you from the Fargo studio, where we're joined by Bishop Cousins from the Crixton Diocese. Uh, it's definitely a blessing to have uh, one of our shepherds here in studio with us, something that we don't always get to do, so I really feel graced and blessed to be able to do so. And Your Excellency, I, I have a father who's uh, Lutheran, and when I went out to visit him this past fall, um, I took my daughter to Catholic Mass, and it just I found a Mass time where I could get back to go with him to his church, and it brought up a conversation, and I do know he was hurt by that. Um, and I'm trying to explain to him that, you know, we have a priesthood and we're offering a sacrifice. This isn't a sing a song and praise worship kind of a thing. It's not even a prayer service. There's a real sacrifice that's being offered. And, and my dad w- was very adamant. No, no, it was just, we're, we're, we're there with God. 
nothing is different. You should be able just to come to my church and that be good enough. And I wish I could help my father to see some of the beauty and the depth and meaning and how this, all, all these things unite us to Christ. Could you speak a little bit, maybe, maybe give me an, an inspiring word or two to help me to, to be able to understand just exactly what blessing we have when Christ gives us the, the sacrament of ordination. Yeah, you know, um, it's important to understand there is only one priesthood in the church, and that's Jesus' priesthood. But Jesus established, as we pray in the preface for the Chrism Mass last night, he called other men to serve him, in, uh, and he invites them, it says, with a brother's love, to be able to bring the sacraments to us. And it's part of, it flows rightly from the Incarnation, how Jesus wants to be so close to us that we can encounter him physically and tangibly. And so he gives us the sacraments for that purpose. And I remember I had an experience of this very profoundly when I was a student priest in Rome in 2005, and I was invited to the country of Belarus, which has become famous now because it's just north of Ukraine, and some of the troops from Russia came into Ukraine from Belarus. And I was actually on the Russia border in a town called Gomel in 2005 to celebrate the Easter Triduum, and actually I got to go to the Chrism Mass for that Diocese of Minsk in Belarus. And I was there to serve the missionaries of charity, Mother Teresa's sisters, who have a home there. And they didn't have a, a Latin rite priest to provide the sacraments for them during the Triduum. And so I was doing that. And uh, they actually they didn't have a Latin rite priest who spoke English, so I was doing it for them in English. <laughs> they did have a Latin rite priest in the parish there who was Polish. And uh, he actually was the first priest to come there in 1989 when the wall had come down and Catholic priests were let back into those former communist countries. And he told me a story that inspired me and helps to make this point because he took me to visit a little village outside of Gomel where there had been about 20 homes, and I got to go and see this village. There are about 20 homes there. And this was a Polish Catholic village, and they had kept the faith during the 60 years uh, of communist rule in their country when the no Catholic priest was allowed in the country. And when he, he, he arrived in Gomel, people said, oh, you should go see this little Catholic village outside of town. They would love to see a priest. And so he drove out there in his Roman collar and in his car in 1989, you know. And when he got out of the car, he said the, the people came out of their homes and they looked at him and they saw he was a priest and they began to weep because they hadn't seen a priest in 60 years. And they told him about how Stalin's troops had come to their town, and they, had, they went and showed him the foundation of their church, which had been destroyed. And then they took him to the grave of their priest, who had been killed by Stalin's troops. And they talked about how they kept the faith by meeting in different homes every night to pray the rosary, and praying especially to Our Lady of Fatima for the conversion of Russia, right? And how, of course, they had baptized their children, and how they had taught the children the faith, and how on Sundays they would gather and they had a missal. Of course, it was in Latin, but they had this missal, and they would take turns reading from it. They would pass it around the room, and each person would read a paragraph until they got to the words of consecration, because they had no priest to say those words, so they would just sit in silence and w uh, wish that they had a priest, but they didn't, you know? And then they said when it really got bad, and they wanted to have their sins forgiven, they would go to the grave of their priest and speak their sins out loud over oh, the grave wow. of the priest, hoping that God would forgive them. Now, he came as a priest, and he got to hear their confessions and offer Mass for them. 
Now, if you would have asked those people in Golmel, do you think the priest makes God further away from you because he's a mediator? They would have said, well, that's crazy. <laughs> like, the priest brings God to me in such a profound way that I can't have in any other way. And they longed for that when they couldn't have it, you know? And of course, that doesn't have anything to do with the dignity, the, the, the particular man, right? In that sense, the particular priest is kind of anonymous. Now, it's helpful when he's holy. It actually helps us, <laughs> helps us understand what he's doing when he does it with his full heart and everything. Yeah. But it's not required. Um, the sacraments themselves come to us through this instrumentality that Jesus himself gave us, and they bring Christ so close that we would long for him if we couldn't have it. Yeah, no, that is beautiful. My family and I are taking a trip down to Pilsen, Kansas, mm-hmm. um, where Father Emil Capon was mm-hmm. from. He's the only, I think, I think this is correct, he's the only military chaplain to be awarded the Medal of Honor. And, and we're, I'm so looking forward to taking the girls there and seeing it myself. But as they were, the Chinese were carrying him off to the death camp, he blessed the Chinese soldiers and prayed for them. And the men that were still able to hear them as they were, or hear him as they were hauling him away could hear him saying, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. And so when you mentioned, you know, priests bring us closer to mm-hmm. Jesus, right? Most of those men were not Catholic. And if you, if you look into his story, you'll hear about how Jews and Protestants and Catholics all gathered around Father Capon and prayed with him and prayed the rosary, not because they were Catholic, but because this was a man so closely united to Jesus. So when you said that you hope he's holy or whatnot. It does help. When, when, when you have the full gamut, right, that, right. that person, you do change people's hearts and lives for the better. And I think we're so, like, we, we talk about priest shortages and wanting more priests than we should, but you hearing that story has just made me even more thankful for all the men that have given themselves to Christ and the priesthood and for the gifts. I, I can go to a Mass heard by probably five different priests in any given Sunday just here in Fargo. What a blessing. Yeah, and imagine if you, they told, you told these people they had to drive an hour to go to Mass, they probably would have said, sign me up. You know, they would, they, of course, they, they, they would have loved to have any opportunity, right? To yeah. be close to him. Yeah, and, and here we don't want to, you know, sit outside of the, our own pew. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. my pew. That's the pew I'm used to sitting in. We're very blessed. I think we often forget just how immeasurably blessed that we are. We have about a minute left, Your Excellency, before we hand it back to Miss um, Blonskowski over there. Can you give us your apostolic blessing here as we depart? Maybe a few final words? Happy to do that. Yeah, I pray that everyone who's listening might experience the great richness of the Triduum mysteries and all that Christ desires to do for us in this time of grace. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit descend upon each of you and remain with you forever. Amen. Thank you, Your Excellency. We appreciate it. Therese, what's happening on Real Presence Live tomorrow as we enter the Wednesday of Holy Week? Yeah, so on the next Real Presence Live, that's tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Tim Mosier will be your host coming to you live from the Fargo studio. Deacon Mark Creechy from the Diocese of Crookston will join us to pray the way of mercy. Then St. Paul's Newman Center is gearing up for the 2022 bike race. Father James Cheney will be on to share more about this. And Father Jason Miller from the Diocese of Fargo will explain the sacred triduum. Triduum? (laughs) All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. There's Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. 
Yeah, that, that's an outstanding lineup right there. Number one, Tim Mosier is an absolute hero, the Catholic coach out here for many years with his playbooks. Uh, I, I do miss listening to him as often as we got to in the past. But yeah, he'll do an excellent job tomorrow. Uh, Father Cheney, I worked with him at the Air Guard base for, for many years. They've just completed, uh, was it a month or two ago, their final donations? Like they have, the, they don't have the money, but they have the pledges for the new, uh, it almost looks like a cathedral. It's so, I just drove past it this morning and now the steeple's on it. So that's um, a, a huge blessing. He has put so much work and effort into that. Um, and we'll all be blessed. Our children will all be blessed long after Father Cheney is gone because of the work that he's put into that. And Father Miller is absolutely fantastic. I, I think the world of him, he's probably the best basketball-playing priest in the Diocese of Fargo. Uh, I felt bad when he was a seminarian because he would just destroy the priests. It was, it was pretty bad there for four years. And I was like, you know, the seminarians better enjoy this now because when he gets ordained, they're not going to win another game. <laughs> And so that, that collar classic that we do here in Fargo, uh, you know, an opportunity for those guys to get together. Father Miller is, is a fantastic basketball player, and he's a better man and a better priest. We've invited him into our home. And just the way that he talks with our kids, and he's so faith-filled and so holy and always smiling, always engaging the kids. The, the, Father Cheney always asks my kids who their favorite priest is, and Father Cheney has to, you know, I, I, or the kids feel like they have to say Father Cheney because he's there. But if you ask them honestly, they would probably say Father Miller. So he's absolutely a, a true blessing for us. And so I'll definitely be tuning in uh, tomorrow as much as I can. I hope you around the listening area will be able to do so as well. Uh, for those of you that are able to continue uh, listening in, we're going to have Jeanette Williams on Women of Grace next. So you'll certainly not want to miss that. And I'll certainly be keeping you as our listening audience in my prayers as we go forward into this Holy Week. I certainly ask you to pray for myself, the other hosts, Bishop Cousins, our priests here. Be thankful. Our staff, uh, it's just a blessing to be in this sacred and holy time as we enter into these uh, most sacred mysteries in the life of our church. And especially go to the Easter Vigil Mass if you can. See those new uh, Catholics that are coming into our church and welcome them home. We thank you so much for listening to Real Presence Live across the Real Presence Radio Network. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.